pale and well met. Welcome back to another episode of Self-Evident. My name is Alyssa and today we're highlighting Kenna Rose and Jenna discussing the potential resurgence of COVID-19, what they think about it and how we as Christians should live despite the rumored future lockdowns. This interview originally aired on the Good Word program, which is hosted by Paul Scott. We hope you enjoy. COVID is back in the news and it makes me exhausted just thinking about it. And, and as I, I even say the word COVID and Kenna Rose and Jenna Smith, you like plug your fingers in your ears. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. It's just why is it coming back? Yeah, I know. Why? But but it is, you know, earlier this week, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who, well, um, who is not held in high regard in a lot of circles, uh, because he kind of <laughs> lied to us at the beginning of it all. But he's like, hey, it's coming back. Yeah. And they're they're talking about these new variants that are, you know, worse or whatever. I don't know. Well, I had actually, when you suggested it, I had actually heard a little bit about it. So I went and looked more. And I think it started with a Lionsgate studio in Hollywood, maybe, who decided to mask up. And then, like, an actor posted about it. And then a couple of colleges followed suit. And the thing that strikes me as the most, like, just insane about the whole thing is one of the colleges hasn't even had any COVID cases. They're just doing it, I guess, to do it. Imitation, I suppose, is the sincerest form of flattery. So they're just trying to be like Hollywood? I don't know why they would try to do that. Or the other college, maybe. Because the other college, I think, was also one of the very first. Maybe maybe one-upping each other. Yeah, maybe. So, okay. So, and, and we've heard other, I've read some various things, people who, who seem to think that that not just colleges instituting mask mandates, but that some of this could be handed down by state and local governments telling people if you're going to go out and be in public, you have to wear a mask. I would yeah. be surprised. Go ahead, Jenna. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. And I did hear something about the Biden administration is going to be rolling out some new protocols as we go into the flu season and whatnot. But looking back on what happened in 2020, why why are we going to let them just do this all over again? I mean, we have history to learn from. And honestly, this is pretty recent history. So right? I have a choice there. I mean, not it's it's not coming out all the way yet. You know, states are still, you know, figuring out what they're gonna do about it. So we do have a choice here on how we're going to react to this. Yeah. So I know how I feel about it. I was in a grocery store earlier this week uh, picking up, well, food, groceries, and I overheard a woman uh, commenting. There, there, was a, there was another, there were three couples involved. Couple A, the husband was wearing a mask, okay? And any time yeah. today that I see somebody wearing a mask, I assume that they are immunocompromised and, and that they are doing that because they're on chemotherapy or they have some other condition that makes them very vulnerable, not just necessarily to COVID, but to other diseases that are just floating out there. You know, I have a sister in that boat. I have a sister in that boat, and and they are very, very careful. Um, and and that another woman then t- saw that and took the opportunity to say, to just talk about how they're planning to require these things again. And, and, and I... I was like, wow, people are talking about this. 
Um, but the, <laughs> this man's wife was quick to point out that he's on chemotherapy, and, and it's not because we're scared of – well, we, I mean, we are worried about COVID because he's he gets it. He could die. Um, and so I guess for that, but do you think people your age – how do they, you know, I, I get it. You two, <laughs> I think I know where you stand, but your peers, how do you think they would respond to being told they have to wear a mask again? I think it really depends on where the majority of their influence comes from. I think a lot of Gen Z stuff, like they were, they could see how bad the last lockdowns were. And I think it really, it hurt a lot of Gen Z when you say Jenna. Oh, very, very much so. Like, it hurt a lot of Gen Z in terms of, even just because Gen Z already struggles with mental health and loneliness, and the lockdowns only really exacerbated that. So I think a good portion of them would probably not go along with it, or they would go along with it and, like, face, but ignore the mandates and hang out anyway. Yeah, I do, I do know, I do realize that there was, you know, an inordinate amount of information about COVID-19 back in 2020, you know, you couldn't turn on the TV or open your phone without, you know, updates and text alerts and things like that going off about, Oh, new studies show this, Oh, something about this. So I think the enormous amount of information that generation Z got during 2020, um, kind of exceeded their, our processing capacity and our ability to develop an unbiased assessment of COVID-19. So I think during 2020, we were more terrified of the actual disease itself instead of like the implications it had on our environment. Now, now that we realize that COVID-19 is, we have very, very healthy immune systems. And um, I think our main concern with the news that COVID-19 might be coming back is how it's going to affect our futures. I don't really think we're going to be as terrified about like the health aspect at this point yeah that makes that makes sense to me. so what, when you that. say how is it going to affect your your future what are some of those concerns so um i would say one of them would be college learning i don't think people want to be shut back in their dorms again if they're um oh, no. from um away from home uh it would affect career opportunities because i mean a lot of us are now entering the workforce so are we going to have to now work from home again? Are we going to have, what, what are the implications for that? You know, one, yeah. one of the things you said earlier, and we got to take a break here real soon, or we're not going to have any time on the other side of the break, um, was when you said that we've learned that all of this isolation and it, it was harmful to a whole generation of people. And yet yep. are we seriously gearing up to do that again? You know, I that really, hope not. that really, <laughs> it just, It exhausts me to think about it. Yeah, it boggles the mind. Anyway, it is because it's just so many mind games. Uh, It is mind game. Ah, so now now we need to talk about how to win the mind game, and we'll do that right before the break. Uh, Kenna or Jen, I don't remember who said it, but you said that that mentally we need to be prepared for this. How do we do that? How do you do that? So much of it, too, and I think with the COVID stuff, is it's coming at you from all sides. Because we saw during 2020, it was coming from everywhere. Like Jenna said, you couldn't really open your phone without being literally bombarded Mm -hmm. by things on COVID. And so, so much of it is trying to predicate 
on fear. It's almost like mental games or mental warfare in a way because you really do have to like work on those strongholds like the Bible talks about. And yeah. it's like, do we want a culture of fear and safety or do we want a culture of freedom? And you can't really have both. And culture these days, everybody seems so concerned with safety rather than freedom. Yeah, I I do remember back in 2020, my personal experience with COVID-19, the terror of the disease itself actually kind of was overshadowed by the fact that I, um, my family, we just had a newborn sibling. And um, my little brother had a bunch of health complications that saw him in the hospital about uh, two days after he was born. And so all throughout 2020, he was in and out of the hospital for different surgeries and different things like that. And so initially in the beginning of COVID, we actually were heeding all of the guidelines because we were terrified for this little guy's life. I mean, he was only a couple months old and the entire world was apparently just falling apart around him. Um, so we were making sure that if we had to go out, we were wearing masks. Um, but once you are equipped with you know, knowledge, you got to be wise about it and actually put that knowledge into practice. So when we found out that COVID-19 actually is not as dangerous, number one, as they were all making it out to be, and it wasn't as um, prominent as they were also making it out to be, we decided to not let ourselves live in fear and be able to go back to church again and start having community and fellowship. And as Christians, we are instructed time and again not to live in fear. Like what Kenna was saying, we are living in a culture of fear. That's actually anti-biblical because God actually has not given us a spirit of timid, uh, timidity, but of power and of love and of self-discipline. That's from Second Timothy. And so in hindsight, we do know that the pandemic was a blown up scam and scripture tells us to know the times and act accordingly. So as we're like entering the flu season or whatever excuse they're using to bring COVID back up, we just got to remember to take everything that's reported with a lot, a healthy, hefty helping of salt. Mm -hmm. And to remember that um, our recent history, you know, history is going to repeat itself if we don't remember it. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I, I agree with you on all that. And you, you had talked about, you know, um, being bombarded. And mm -hmm. then the other verse that comes to mind is take every thought captive. Yeah. you know, for Christ. Um, and that is what can help us to overcome that spirit of fear and to just ask for discernment and God, what is, what is the right thing for me to do? And we need to recognize sometimes that there are those out there who perhaps for health reasons, you know, feel that that is what the thing that they need to do. I have very strong, um, doubts as to whether or not most masks are actually any good at mm. blocking COVID. I can, you know, I hear anecdotal evidence. I had mentioned at the top of the program, my sister and her cancer, her husband caught COVID. Um, he, he, yep. Um, and he, he's a doctor. He works in a hospital in Eastern Tennessee and they picked it up probably from a patient. And that was despite him being very, very careful all the time wearing his mask. He got it anyway. They were stunned. And yet he was the only one in the family that got it. And so because every at home, he wore a mask, every, which I just had to be horrible, but he wore a mask everywhere he went in the house and it managed to protect my sister and the kids. And so, yeah, it doesn't I have anecdotal evidence of that, too. A family of ours did the same thing where one of their kids caught COVID and they had to 
uh, they, the husband was immunocompromised as well. So they made sure we stayed in his room and they had, were on different levels of the house and only the son was the one that got COVID. So there is proof of, you know, isolation. Uh, uh, yes. Isolation is perhaps the biggest thing you can do uh, yeah. to protect mm -hmm. yourself and to protect others. All right. Well, um, we'll see what happens with this. I, I really hope that the government does not try to lock us down again. Um, but I, 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 I'm afraid. I don't want to say if, I'm afraid. But if, I, <laughs> if they are, we just need to remain faithful and be like the men of Issachar. Yep. Let's just remember our times and just be faithful where God has placed us, no oh, yeah. matter what happens. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess, and I, of his power. yep. And Amen. I, and I think of it as a societal thing, what's going to happen in society. I mean, I know what I'm going to do um, and how we're going to handle it in our home. And that doesn't give me pause. I just I wonder about the rest of us. All right. So thank you so much, ladies, for your time. It goes fast, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it, it, it seems to go faster every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think partly I think you are getting far more comfortable and you continue to do uh, a, a bring us. I love your perspective. Uh, as young people, and it it gives me it gives me and a lot of listeners a lot of hope because uh, we look around and we see there's issues in every generation, right? But there's God has His people in every generation. So thank you so much for being a part of the program today. We will chat again next week. Thank you so much for listening to this segment of Self Evident. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook so that you can be alerted when new episodes are released. Until we meet again, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence. And in the words of G.K. Chesterton, we fear men so much because we fear God so little. One fear cures another. This is self-evident.